Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, uh, Larry, evidently, why don't you tell the rest of the story and how we got confused here last night at about 9 o'clock? Well, the the text came to me, uh, I believe, during the, the morning uh, interview session in the in the. the clubhouse and I, I responded but it was from it was from a 503 area code so I, I thought it was from a Portland station that I go on with all the time. <laughs> I, had no, I, I had no idea was, that I was agreeing to go on with uh, I, I had no idea it was Slickhawk and then I asked the time and the response came 7 o'clock and I know this is an afternoon or evening show so I thought it was 7 p.m. Uh, so it, it never crossed my mind that I was agreeing to go on with you guys which I'm happy to do but uh, <laughs> I have I to admit that same. Th- I have done that same thing once or twice <laughs> with Slickhawk because it's just you expect the KZR numbers to be two oh six or whatever. Right, so yeah, it took better... me a time or two before I realized this was Slickhawk texting me. Better pipe in Slickhawk into your I contacts, know, I gotta, boys. I, just, I get lazy doing that. I just remember the numbers, and that is very funny. Well, Larry, we actually we we finally got after all this chatter and talk. I know the game doesn't count. But we finally got to break the bats out in anger against the hated Padres and what you dubbed what the the, the Vetter Cup, right? Uh, the Eddie Vetter Cup from uh, for for the Battle of Peoria. Yeah, well, I didn't dub it that; somebody else did. But I happily stole it. Because, you know, Eddie Eddie grew up in uh, San Diego and went to fame in Seattle, so it's a perfect uh, a perfect name for the uh, yes the the bitter heated rivalry between the the Mariners and the in reading your piece, it was uh, you know, when you when you started off with the the Vetter Cup line, which I thought was pretty funny. It was amazing to read that only one time since they've been interleague rivals, quote unquote rivals, in eighteen years, only one time they've had winning records the same season out of eighteen yeah. years because the Mariners have only won twice and the Padres only one time. They've actually had a worse run in eighteen years than the Mariners. Yeah, it's it's a, it's amazing. It's two thousand and seven, and neither one made the playoffs that year, so. I mean, they've, each team has had their moments of being uh, a playoff team or a playoff contender, but never in the same year. So never did they were the games really meaningful. And the Padres have really done an amazing transformation, the most amazing I've seen in a long time, managing to just completely revamp their team without really giving up that much. Right. The, the new GM, E.J. Preller, has done a, a fantastic job. And the Mariners think they're going to contend, so this, this year could be the year that uh, – those those four games actually mean something, and and I see this morning on Twitter now. Divish is throwing you under the bus for uh, for your research. So. <laughs> what, what more? <laughs> what else is new? Divish <laughs> throwing me under the bus. Oh, Div- well, Divish was complaining about posting to the uh, to, to the New Seattle Times uh, blog software and noted that Stoney was uh, was watching Comedy Central. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> good to well, see you're working was, so hard down there, Larry. That's great. Yeah. I was taking a little break. Uh, I, I, have you guys seen the Adam Sandler Bob Parker uh, uh, recreation of their brawl uh, for a for a telethon for autism? It's it's, it's no. absolutely hysterical. Well, you you got to check that out. We, we will definitely look uh, look that up. What's the what's the buzz down there? What's the vibe in Peoria? Is it noticeably different 
uh, down there because of the expectations, or is it still too early to tell as far as the number of people in the crowd or just the kind of feeling that you get, the vibe you get down there? Well, they've had one game, so it's 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 a little hard. I uh, they, they I, hear, I did hear that that ticket sales are up about thirty percent wow. for spring, so maybe there's a, there's a little more interest. Uh, you know, there's, there's a different feel definitely in the clubhouse. I will say that. Uh, you know, it's it's much more of an established team than they've had. You know, for for at least five or six years, there's been it's been sort of we're going to check out the young kids and and throw them in the fire and, and, and all that. And this year, I think there's an expectation that guys like Zunino and Ackley, it's, it's, it's time, you know, the, the, the feeling out process is over, and this is a team that, that it, they're gonna, that's set out to, to win this year. A lot of people are picking them. You know, all those uh, projection systems have them as the best or the second-best team in the American League and one of the best teams in baseball. So this isn't just uh, let, let's sink or swim with the kids. It's you know, let's go out and win. Right. Yeah, I was I was telling Dick earlier, it, it feels like to me this is a more solid foundation. There have been a few seasons we've gotten sort of excited about them. You know, in 2010, coming off the 2009 season, it all fell apart, you know, about three weeks into the season. It feels like, though, right now, the, the, with the pitching staff the way they have it, having the middle-of-the-order guys that they do, proven veterans who, who you know what you're going to get, like the, the, this is maybe even going back to the 0203, that that group, that this is the most solid foundation they have sort of from like 1 to 25 on their roster. I think that's valid, definitely. Uh, the, the bench should be strong. You know, there's still danger points, and you could still imagine how things could get, could get off track, but... Uh, with 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 the, the rotation that they have and the bullpen that they should have, it, it's really hard to imagine that you're going to get. You know, the last two times the Mariners had winning seasons, they had 101 losses the next year, and both times they had, they thought they were going to just take that next step and and win even more, and it just it just fell apart. And uh, I just don't see that happening this year with with the players that they that they have. Um, that being said, there are a few players that need to step up. You know, Austin Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a huge key to me in the in the leadoff spot. He he was really terrible when he came over last year from Detroit. He's got to be much closer to the player that he was with the Tigers. Uh, you know, Ackley's got to keep it going. Zunino can't hit 199 again, uh, and and that sort of thing. But when when you have a middle of the order like you mentioned, Bob, three All Stars, nobody else can claim that in baseball. That's that's pretty good for a team that hasn't hit. And uh, the pitching will I think will keep them from from uh, from really falling apart. It's just one start for for Taiwan Walker, but uh, Bill Kruger was very complimentary when they when they broke in and they did kind of like the little between innings uh, take on Root Sports and uh, Bill was was complimentary and also very descriptive of why he thought uh, Taiwan Walker looked more polished this year than he did at any point last year, even though it was just two innings of a of a baseball game. What did Lloyd have to say about the job Taiwan has done? Because uh, because Lloyd has been as as hard on Taiwan as any <laughs> member of that baseball team in the past. Yeah, I think it was kind of tough love. I think uh, I think he, he 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 he's very excited and always has been. I think about his potential, but uh, he was very complimentary after after the game. He thought that he did exactly what he wanted him to do. He was poised. He was getting all his pitches over. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's another really interesting battle with uh, Elias, a guy who won eleven games last year and may not even have a spot in the rotation. And, and Walker, their number one prospect, seemingly forever. You know, one of those guys, barring an injury, will, will end up in the minors, it looks like. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm in the school that 
I think they're a better team if Taiwan Walker is their fifth starter, just because of the upside for him. I mean, he could he could be a really good pitcher, and if he if he makes the rotation, I think that bodes well for them. Everybody got really excited about DJ Peterson yesterday with what he did. What what do you see as a realistic track for him this season? Well, uh, he's targeted for Tacoma. I don't see any way he can make the team, but uh, it, it, it's 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 kind of odd to me. He's they're, they're sticking with him at third base, even though that position is is really blocked with with Seager signed for the next seven years I I uh, I imagine that they're going to have him play more at at first base and Logan Morrison has a history of getting hurt so that that could be a path for him to the major leagues and at some point if he keeps hitting the way he has uh, there's going to be they're going to have to make a spot for him but I don't think necessarily that this is the year I think more more next year will be his time Larry Stone from Seattle Times uh, joining us from Peoria after the Mariner victory. He was down there to watch that. He'll be there again today for the uh, for the 12 o'clock game against the Padres. And uh, I tweeted out yesterday during the game, Larry, things that I thought I would never say. And the, and the quote was, <laughs> a, a gold glove caliber play at first by Jesus Montero. And that, uh, that uh, great stretch play on a, on a bad throw across the diamond uh, just kind of solidified already a good day at the plate where he went two for his first two. A, a great start for Jesus. Yeah, he's a different. He's a totally different guy. I think you got to forget every every stereotype that you have of <laughs> Jesus Montero is this plotting. Uh, you know, he's not a speed demon by any means, but he's moving quite well now with that, which just tends to happen when you lose forty pounds. No more uh, ice cream sandwich jokes. We can't tell <laughs> no. any more ice cream sandwich jokes. Oh, they were fun. I, no, I, you know, I think he. I, I think you got to give him credit for for finally. Maybe it took hitting rock bottom, but I think the light finally went on, and and he he's getting serious about his career and his attitude and all that. And you know, I, I'm going to be fascinated to see what what he can do uh, with it being in better shape and seemingly committed now to to sort of maximizing his potential. It's a, it's a long shot for him to make the team, but if he goes down to Tacoma and hits, it's a, again a situation where they're going to. You know he could force his way back up and uh, and and make it make make he's going to give him some tough choices. Let's say that the one bad piece of news yesterday was the injury to Troy. Do we know anything more about that yet today? And and what do you think that does for him and his future immediate future with the team? Yeah, this poor guy has been just snake bit. He's had a bunch of injuries and some of it self inflicted. He was suspended for for a, a, a drug issue last year, but. Um, he's going to have surgery today, Lloyd just told us, and you know, I think he said that the prognosis could be four to six months, so it pretty much wipes out this season for him. And this is a guy that, you know, they're high on him as a as a as a prospect, and this was going to be a big year for him to kind of solidify his spot in the organization. And now, now it's it's going to be a lost year. It looks like it was just such a freaky thing. He just went up. It was. Good. The, it was going to be the last out of the game, a routine grounder to short, and the guy airmailed it, and he went up and came down awkwardly and just went down in a heap, and you could you could hear him screaming in pain. It was not a pretty uh-huh. sight. Yeah, and they carted him off, and and 
kind of marred the whole afternoon, really, for 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 the Mariners. Yeah, no question. And then another weird injury situation, and and I'm sure most people, unless they read your your piece uh, yesterday about it, probably don't know the the Edgar Almost story. So tell us uh, tell us what the the story is behind Edgar Almost, and also if he's related to Edward James Almost. <laughs> and in the liver. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not too up on it. I, I I didn't really write a piece. I just kind of linked to one. I but gotcha. um, uh, he he was a guy that the Mariners waived and the Rangers claimed on waivers, and then they gave him their physical and uh, claimed that he has some shoulder issues and re- want, they want to rescind their claim and send him back to the Mariners. So and a pretty I'm high prospect, exactly... right? I mean, this is this isn't just a body. Well, he's. I mean, he's. Not a good enough prospect that the Mariners didn't waive him. So, right. um, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, if uh, he's a mid, let's say a mid-level prospect. Okay. He's, not a, he's not a great prospect or anything like that. So, you know, but these things happen, and sometimes Major League Baseball has to step in and make a ruling on on who he belongs to and whether it was a, a the, the, the Mariners waved him while he was injured and what the repercussions of that are. You, you mentioned Austin Jackson and being a key. It uh, looks like we're going to see him leading off today. In fact, it, it looks like the opening day lineup, what, what could be very, very close to the opening day lineup for the Mariners today against the Padres with, uh, with Austin Jackson at leadoff spot. I thought it was very interesting last week that Lloyd McClendon came out with some actual numbers. I mean, you don't hear managers very yeah. often come out and say, you know, I really think you know if he can get up there 270, 275 with a 340 on base percentage and, and I was like first of all I was surprised hearing numbers from Lloyd secondly I was like where do I sign for 275 <laughs> with a 340 on base percentage I thought those numbers were a, were a little bit aggressive were you surprised to hear Lloyd come out and uh, and have those type of expectations for Austin Jackson well I think his, his intention was exact it was actually the opposite I think I think he was setting trying to set reasonable point oh, his point when he was talking he said I don't want I don't want him to think he has to go out and hit 25 homers or be right. on base like a 400 percentage. I'd be happy with with what the numbers that you said. So he was actually trying to set more reasonable <laughs> expectations for him uh, because he's hit those numbers in his career, the yeah. higher numbers. He's yeah. hit 20 home runs. He's had a 370 on base percentage. Uh, and if he just has uh, an average year, when he came over, I think his on base percentage was under well under 300 in the two months that he was over there. Uh, and they've been going down for the last couple of years, but he certainly has, is capable of, of hitting 330 on base, uh, not 330 average, but a, a 330 on base percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I agree, if he does that, I, I think they should sign up for that because they haven't had that for their leadoff hitter for a while. You mentioned Ackley. You you wrote a nice piece about him the other day, and sort of sort of their plan for him. Do you see that evolving? You know the way that they're talking about that right now, or do you see something that could change how they how they want to use him this season? Or uh, you know, the, the Ricky Weeks, who's going to be the other half of the platoon, has been really impressive. Uh, that that could be a real steal because this is a guy who's had at uh, has had stretches of being a really quality major league yeah. player, and he's coming. He, He's coming off a good year too as a part-time player last year. I think he sort of accepted that niche now for him at this stage of his career. So, uh, you know, I guess it could change if one of them just goes crazy and the other one struggles. But I think 
I think the, the plans are to just have it be more or less, even though Lloyd won't say platoon, he says one's going to play against lefties and one's going to play against righties. Which is, hey, Lloyd, no that's no a matter, platoon. <laughs> no matter what you call it, it's a platoon. And, you know, the, 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 lefty, the left-handed hitter in the platoon is, uh, has the, 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 the good end of the deal because most pitchers are right-handed. So he'll get, he, he'll get the lion's share of the playing time, and I think they're going to find spots for weeks elsewhere to get his bat in the lineup more often, but uh, I, I think that's just what it's going to be for Ackley. Uh, last couple minutes here with, with Larry Stone before he let you go, Larry. Uh, you know, any interesting stories down there, either that you've already written about or, or ones that you're kind of learning about right now that uh, that we should look forward to, your, your pieces in the Seattle Times, things that maybe are kind of going under the radar right now that you're digging up? Well, you know, I, I, I like to look for fascinating characters, personalities at this, at this time of the year, and I wrote the other day about John Baker, just a, just a fascinating guy who uh, you know, comes from an interesting family and was part of the Moneyball draft and mm-hmm. really well-read, and, 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 and that's kind of a battle that no one's really, you know, everyone talks about the, the battles, the backup catcher, you know, Jesus Sucre, uh, it, it, they like him, but I don't think that's a, a, a total lock that he's going right. to be be in that position. And then the, the other battle that, that really intrigues me is for the you look at the bullpen, and they went with eight man bullpen last year, and, and this year they're going to have to go with seven men because of the, the the way the bench is set up. And if they keep a second lefty, well, there, there's going to be a pretty good name that's, that that just doesn't uh, it just doesn't pencil out and. Uh, a guy like Carson Smith, who was just tremendous last year, it might be hard for him to have a place on the wow. team. And I'm really, really interested to see how that's gonna, how that's gonna play out. I would, I personally think that that they should forget about the second lefty and keep, and keep all the the right-handed stud arms that they have, mm-hmm. rather than just trying to force a Joe San- Saunders or somebody like that onto the onto the staff. So I just want to see how that plays out. So that that's something that's gonna un- unravel as the spring goes along. Elias, bullpen, starter, or triple-A, in your opinion? Well, you know, I, I, I heard Bill Kruger, speaking of Bill Kruger, uh, uh, Divish and I watched the, the the replay of the game last night. That's the exciting night that we have in, <laughs> in uh, Peoria. We watch the game, then we go home and watch the replay of the same game. <laughs> <laughs> at least and, couldn't you watch it on an iPad at the Salty Senorita, for God's sake, Larry, and maybe, you know, do, do some double time or something? I did go to the, the Salty Senorita for dinner. But okay, this, this good, was good. At, This was after that. Uh, and where was I? Oh, yeah, Kruger, uh, Kruger was saying that uh, he could see Elias in the bullpen, but but I, Ryan and I both agreed that we didn't like that idea. The whole I think that they need to have a six-starter stretched out and ready to go just in case, because at some point they'll need one. Sure. And uh, I think it would be more prudent to have whoever it is, Walker or Elias, at Tacoma pitching every fifth day rather than being the long man in the bullpen and, and not pitching that often, not getting stretched out, and then suddenly there's an injury in the staff and he's not ready to step in. So uh, I just don't see it. Well, Larry, enjoy the uh, the Vetter Cup Battle for Peoria Part 2 today at, uh, at 12 o'clock. All right, we thank you for joining us. All right, and tell, tell Slickhawk next time he texts me to identify himself, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Uh, it's Larry Stone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.